Hi friends, I'm Kara Kay, and this is the Asking for a Friend podcast, a show for the woman who has questions about herself, the church, and the world. We are all asking hard questions that affect us as women in the culture that surrounds us, and we are looking for a safe place to ask them. But don't worry, I know you're only asking for a friend. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Asking for a Friend. I'm excited to have you guys here today. I am chatting with my new friend, Andrea Bourgeois. Isn't that the coolest last name? I just want to say it over and over. Bourgeois, (laughs) bourgeois. So welcome Andrea to the show. Tell us a little bit about you. Now you're a teacher, right? Yes. Uh, Thank you so much. No, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm a teacher by day. I teach high school. Wow. What a calling. um, Like, are you just falling over exhausted all the time? (laughs) Especially this year. I'm sure. I can't even imagine. Oh my god. We have uh, my teacher friends at lunch. Well, we don't even get to eat lunch by ourselves anymore because they have to stay. Like I'm, my off hour is a part of my lunch, but my other coworkers, their off hour, I mean, their lunch, they have to eat with the kids because of all the COVID restrictions. Yeah. And so we're like, we are, are, we are trying to keep our heads above water every day as a teacher, trying to figure out ways to incorporate all of the curriculum online and in person and have hybrid with your kids that are out with quarantining. And, um, yeah, so I'm a high school teacher. I teach home ec. So it's the fancier version of home ec. Okay. So what is, I mean, this is totally off topic, but what does uh home ec look like in this today modern day quote unquote. <laughs> uh, well, we have four different courses that they can take. Okay. So they start with family and consumer science one to nutrition and then baking. And okay. so I teach baking and then I teach That's the so second cool. version of facts. So, uh, and it's more of like, I like to dive in with real life stuff. So we talk mm-hmm. about like addiction, depression, Cool. Um, how to deal with grief and that kind of thing. Cause to me, that's are the topics that nobody talks about Yeah, and they're sure. just with the, with the, yes, they are. And then, uh, in baking, we literally stay in the kitchen all day. And so it's really so hard fun. with COVID to yeah. make sure we meet all those requirements and keep them apart. And then the that's gloves true. and the, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. So, but it's fun. So I fun. love it. So fun. All I remember from home ec growing up, I made a pair of pants out of towels and that was like the big thing <laughs> is pe- we made towel pants and towel they pants. were awesome. Yeah. So maybe you need to just include towel pants into your curriculum. <laughs> well, I definitely will let my coworker know because she, she is the, the sewing part. She okay. has tax one and, and she teaches them to sew. So I'm going to tell her That's about funny. these towel pants. <laughs> you should, you should. I need to like call my mom and see if she has them in a box somewhere. Cause if you do, please send them to I me. I will. I will send you <laughs> some of my towel pants. And I can show the kids be like, uh, here you go. Let's here you go. It. This is what we did perfect. in the nineties. <laughs> yes. Perfect. But when you get out of the swimming pool at your cool swim party. Here you exactly. Go. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, um, enough about towel pants. Let's talk about hard stuff. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> How's that for a transition? So Perfect. you are also a writer and you have a couple of books coming out. Um, one, a devotional, right? Tell us a little bit about yes. that. Um, it's called Anchor My Soul and it takes uh, 25 women's stories 
and how they turned pain into purpose. Oh, I love and it. I did a summit this past summer and it was called the pain into purpose summit. And so we had all different topics of people and what they struggle with. Yeah. And the publisher that is actually, um, had contact that I did a publishing deal with, with a Bible study that I have mm-hmm. coming out. She saw the summit and she pitched me the book idea. Oh, I love that. And she was like, I want you to turn this into a book. And yeah. so I did. That's amazing. And it's, pretty cool how, um, I was in the middle of writing the devotion parts because each story I wrote the devotion underneath each one. And then I wrote the introduction and the conclusion of the book all in the aftermath of hurricane Laura that hit my hometown Wow! and Louis Southwest Louisiana. And so not only was I writing about turning pain into purpose, but I was physically in a storm of life. And so the whole the whole book has a theme of turning pain into purpose in your storms of life. And I was physically in the storm and it was, tell me more about that. That was the worst one we've ever had Mm -hmm. hit the Southern coast. Uh, it was worse than Rita and Rita hit us 15 years ago and it was an 05 and it was right after hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm. Um, and so have you always lived there? Always. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much my whole life. And so we knew that every, couple of decades, there'd be a big hurricane, but none of them ever left the destruction that Hurricane Laura did. Mm -hmm. Hurricane Laura ripped my city in half. Mm -hmm. Every house has a blue roof. Like if I could show you, which after this is done, I'm going to show you on the call four neighbors' houses that you can see the blue roof just from my window. Wow. It's um, everyone got damaged in some way or another. And then businesses were already hurting because of COVID. And so now they have that. I evacuated and stayed away after Rita. And I was young. I was 21, if Mm -hmm. that, 20, 21. So when I came back, my house then did not really get much damage. My parents Mm -hmm. had a few trees down, but like I didn't physically have damage in Rita. This one, we left the night before it hit because we thought, ah, we lived through Rita. We could do this. Yeah, like, we'll be fine. you know, it's going to be fine. Um, but at the last minute I had that gut push that was like, get out, especially yeah. when you have a little kid, like oh, you don't yeah. want them to have that, just that, that trauma of thunderstorm and the lightning and all that. So we, we left at the last minute. And when we drove back, I'll tell you, I never, I never stopped crying. I'm sure for two weeks you would walk out your door. Well, I mean, you realized it every second because there, you, the only way that you had energy was through a generator. So mm-hmm. you had that smell and that sound the whole time. But yeah. I would walk outside every day and cry. You would just look around and be like, how do people, like, it looked like a war zone. Yeah. We, we had to cut down trees to get through our street, like mm-hmm. 25 trees. My husband had to push with a skid steer and a chainsaw and move them out the way just wow. to get to our driveway. Yeah. And so it was, um, it was hard, but our, our people were good down here. I mean, we, we have good faith and we're making it. It's amazing to watch people band together. Cause I originally from Oklahoma, I grew up in tornado alley. And so it was like every year we just knew it was tornado season and it's coming. And I mean, I had a tornado go straight through my backyard when I was a kid and somehow missed our house, but one of my best friends completely lost their home. And that was just normal, like normal life. And everybody's just kind of used to that, but everybody comes together. And so Mm -hmm. it is amazing to watch people just really take care of each other in the midst of those hard seasons. 
So was that where your heart for this message came from or did it come from something else? The idea of the pain into purpose came from life experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was 21, I was married very young Mm -hmm. and that marriage fell apart very fast. And I didn't understand what discernment meant at that point in my life. And so I didn't know how to discern the will of God and, and really seek him in big decisions like a marriage. Right. And that marriage fell apart. Um, and I tried to hold it together, but it just, it wasn't in God's will for us to stay together. I mean, he, he basically gave me that silver platter of, okay, this is your out. Like you are good. Um, and then after that, we, um, years later I had met my husband today and we'll Mm -hmm. be married 10 years this year. So we're excited and thanks. And, um, his sister, uh, had battled a long 10 year road of cancer. Mm -hmm. She had a very, very rare liver cancer. And so going through that hardship, that pain, I was able to turn and use to help in our grief process when cancer did take her life in um, about two years after we were married. And so then we were grieving, watching his parents grieve. Mm -hmm. And it was finally at the time where I understood why I had to go through that divorce Mm -hmm. to where I could get to that level and comfort my Mm in-laws. And then in the meantime, we were trying to have a baby and that long infertility journey and that pain that goes in that and how you want it so bad, but you can't make it work and you can't get it. So it was kind of like this decade of of trial and pain that I knew was my story. I knew I needed to tell people, like, you got to tell your story. Mm-hmm. You've got to help other people because what God in 2 Corinthians 1, 14, how he comforts us in our troubles, we can then turn around and comfort others. And yeah. so the, perp, the, the summit, which led into the book, mm-hmm. really was pushed and birthed through actual painful situations in life, but then physically living in a war zone type setting of the destruction of the hurricane put a whole nother push because now I've never been able to technically relate to people in actual war zones, Mm -hmm. you know, like people that were affected by 9-11. Like I never, I never lived there. So I, I mean, I saw it on the TV and I saw it as a nation, how it made me feel, but to live that, like that was a whole different ball game. And so now I feel people that have lived through tornadoes and have Mm -hmm. lived through earthquakes and mudslides. And like, there was a whole twist where every day I aligned it with an actual physical storm and compared it to the storm of life. And so that book, it's got so many realms that, um, it's to me, I think it'll touch many people because not only is it those two, but each person's story is different. Yeah. Well, and there's something so powerful about story and hearing different people's stories and the way that God used their pain, because I, I think sometimes we look at people and we think, oh my gosh, well, they're just like superhuman. They went through all this mm-hmm. stuff, but they are superhuman. Are you superhuman? No, that's oh. the Jesus in me. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? It's like people just assume you've got it all together, no. and, right. and I but don't. that's not the case. And so I think a lot of times people just think, oh, well, they've got this some layer to them that's amazing that they can turn that pain into their purpose. What would you mm-hmm. say to somebody who's like, well, this isn't me. I There is no purpose in my pain. There's too much pain. How would you encourage them? Um, I would first ask them, have they 
brought it to the Lord? Mm. Have they truly sought after what is the root of my pain? Like, what is it that is causing this issue? And once you can identify that, why is it stinging so bad? And why can't I get past it? And whenever you start to evaluate what is what's really hurting me, it boils down to um, identifying, is this relationship issue? Is this something to do with a career choice? Is this a path that I'm not supposed to be on? Or maybe I'm supposed to look for a different career? You know, um, is it a sickness that's causing the pain? Is it a death in the family? You know, like, is it your friend and betrayal? Is it or a husband or, you know, all these things. Like when you can start to put like, okay, here's my pain. And then put, why does it hurt me so bad? Mm -hmm. And the goal is, or what I always suggest is, you know, talk to a friend or get a counselor or do both. And when your best friend is a counselor, that's even better. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get one of those. (laughs) I have one and I'm so excited. I get a marker with her. I'm like, okay, I need you to put on your hat. That's right. (laughs) Don't be my friend right now. Tell me, (laughs) tell me like I'm in your chair in your room. Um, But once you really start to seek God and what, He, why is he allowing this? Mm -hmm. He allowed it to happen. He didn't, I don't believe that God causes pain in our life. I I believe that he allows it to come because he knows that it, it can mold us into who he wants us to be. Mm -hmm. And we like a cush cush life. We don't like to hurt. So true. And when we don't hurt, our focus sometimes gets skewed and we don't keep our eyes on him. And so I feel like sometimes he allows things just to refocus us and to dig deeper into who we are created to be and who he wants us to be. Mm-hmm. And then he also, I feel like if you're hurting and you're questioning like, well, that's not for me, I don't want to find purpose in it. Right. But that's that mentality or that thought process, you could find yourself in that same scenario over and mm-hmm. over and over until you truly say, okay, I want to know why, because I have, yeah. I have friends or I have, um, I have witnessed and walked through this with someone to where every relationship ends the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you going to break that pattern and how yeah. are you going to seek the Lord in that? Or this is the rest of your life. Yeah. Like you're, you know, mm-hmm. do you don't want to grow old on marriage seven? Like, yeah. come on, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta figure out what are the issues, what's causing it. Mm-hmm. And so I like to encourage, you know, get it, you sit at a table and pretend that God is on the other side mm-hmm. and you just lay it all out yeah, and tell them everything. Scream at him if you need to, yep. that you're frustrated and that you are disappointed that this is the cards that you were dealt, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because he already knows you're thinking it. So yep. if you're kind of putting up that front, like I'm fine, You're not going to learn. Right. And you can't truly learn from it until you kind of, it's like a, like, just get it out, like just Mm -hmm. get it all out on the table. And then I almost like think of it as like a bowl of spaghetti. You take one of the little noodles and we got to figure out where is this? Okay. Let's put it over here. Like, Mm -hmm. what's this one? This one is because of jealousy. Like this is why it's bothering me so bad because Mm -hmm. of jealousy, you know, and you just kind of, process through it. And eventually you'll get to a point where either it's something that you have to walk away from because Mm -hmm. it's no longer good for you, or you've got to learn to forgive and move on and keep going because there's too much history between you two or, you know, or you have to accept that this illness is, is there. And then the part that I love is when you can turn around and comfort someone else that's going through it, because ultimately that's the goal 
God is trying to make it go full circle. So that way, when your neighbor gets diagnosed with an illness that your sister had, you could say, oh my goodness, I've been there. I walked through that. Like, let me help you. Or your coworker is going through a divorce. Like Mm -hmm. there is an, there is a, a communication, a nonverbal communication, an entire conversation that happens between two people that both have been through a divorce. It's like you lock eyes with them and you don't even have to say anything. Mm. You just know, like, or same thing with infertility. Yeah. I I mean, if somebody just the smallest little conversation of, yeah, we've been trying for, you know, excellent. And I just immediately, I start to cry. I'm like, Oh my God, I know. Yeah. Like, so, um, if someone is, is stuck and they're in pain, I would, I would just encourage them to really sit back and, and why do you want to get out of this? And do you want to mm-hmm. keep living in this pattern yeah. or do you want to find joy again? Yeah. Because what's the enemy, I feel like he wants us to stay hurt yeah. and he wants us to live in that turmoil yeah. because then it brings bitterness. And when, when we're in that state, havoc just starts everywhere we go mm-hmm. and it's you're in turmoil and that's not what that's not what we need. And that's not what I feel like God wants for us. So for sure. I went through a lot of church hurt and pain. I am a pastor's wife and we were at a church, a couple of churches that were just weren't healthy situations and it was painful. And Mm -hmm. I remember, oh gosh, this was probably 10, almost 10 years ago. I went to, I was really avoiding like community and church women and things like that. Cause mm-hmm. it was just painful. And I sat down with a group of women one day and knew it was something I needed to do and started unpacking some things. And one of them just stopped me. And she said, you're holding on to a lot of bit- bitterness and you need to just mm-hmm. let that go. And I didn't even realize how bitter and angry I was towards some church leaders, you know, some people that had hurt me or my husband. And it's amazing how we can hang on to those things and they can just make us completely different people. And, and now I, I mean, I still struggle with it. I'm always going to struggle with that as a pastor's wife. Like you're, it's like a mama bear thing. Like, Mm -hmm. don't, don't be mean to my husband. Don't, don't hurt my man. (laughs) You know, those kinds Mm -hmm. of things, but thankfully we're in a much healthier situation, but you know, it's, it's just that thing of, oh, I went through this for so many years and now I get to talk to women who are struggling to get up and go to church and yeah. they are struggling to connect with their community and they, they have all this pain and hurt and they don't know how to use that. And, and so I can see now, like when you're in the middle of it, sometimes it's hard to see why God, mm-hmm. why are you doing all of this? But when you can look back and go, God, you did all of that and you allowed that. And I'm grateful that you did because now I have this purpose that I can walk in and I can encourage and I can point people back to you when it just felt pointless in the moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, and it's interesting as you were talking, I, I noticed two things. There's the things that are done to us and the things that we do to ourselves, I think it's important for us to realize the difference in where our pain is coming from. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, yes, 100%. And and sometimes until you deal with those things, it'll be a reoccurring 
root, you know, and then just recently, like, you know, I was in a situation to where my feelings got hurt Mm -hmm. and I I was taken back. Like, why does this bother me so bad? You know, like, what is this? This is silly. Like I'm not in high school anymore. So what is this that's bugging me about the situation? And, you know, it just made me feel childish to be upset about a a particular subject or this particular issue. And I called my friend, Samantha, and I was like, all right, I need you to put on the counselor hat for a minute. And (laughs) and she was like, okay, first of all, do you want or expect an apology? Mm. And B, what is the root of this? Why, why does it bother you? What, what, where is it singeing you? And she goes, and that's what you need to bring to the Lord. This is just a situation that is exposing something in you that is, that you need to deal with. And he's allowing it to happen. So it may not even be anything with them, that person. Yeah. It's actually my, I'm having this inner battle with myself because Mm -hmm. it's something that I haven't dealt with in years. And, um, so it was a huge eye opener, like, okay, you know, I hear you. Yeah. I'll let you know, you know, and, uh, I remember a friend of mine told me, you just keep reading until the Bible speaks, yeah. just read until it speaks. And so if you're not hearing from the Lord and what you need to do with this situation, then you just need to keep reading. Like That's you right. just don't give up yeah. until you hear from him. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it takes a while, but it does. when you, when you earnestly like are seeking God in this situation, he will speak and you know, yeah. it just takes some time. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to need her phone number because I need a new best friend. Um, so you're just going to have to like, tell her I found a friend for you. You guys need to be buds. Thank you so much for sharing, for sharing your story, your heart, um, your experiences. Will you tell us a little bit more about where they can find your books as you are launching all the things into the world. It's a lot. Yes, I've been it there. Is. It's exciting it and it's overwhelming. So congrats. It is. Thank you. Um, you know, I tell everyone, I'm like, you know, 2020 was such a hard year for so many people, but the Lord picked that year to bless me with two mm-hmm. book deals back to back. And if I wasn't obedient in all of the things and didn't say yes to, to do the summit, then the mm-hmm. second book would have not been here. And so right. I'm just super grateful for yeah. this season of launching now. Like it's blasting mm-hmm. off and I'm like, it's finally here. Yay. So I know. So I have my Bible study, Just Breathe. It is a modern day Exodus journey to revive your soul. It came out in January and I have my second book coming out at the end of the month or into April, just depending on when we finish finalizing proofs and everything. Okay. And that is called Anchor My Soul. And that one is the turning pain into purpose through storms of life. I love it. I can't wait. I need to get both of them. I can't wait to read them. So the just breathe, I have been looking at that because I saw you posting about it and stuff. I love studying the book of Exodus and studying (gasps) about the Israelites. I just finished going through, I'm working my way through the old Testament and I just finished like, I mean, I spent like almost a year just in the first five books and walking yes. through that. And oh my gosh, I, I had learned so much in this last trip through the old Testament. And so I want to get your book and read through yes. it. Yes. Oh, I just, I just love it. And I love how we can find so much comparison mm-hmm. in the way that the Israelites felt in the journey yes. on the way to the promised land and how God really wants us to live in the promised land in the garden. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where he wants us. And, yeah. um, 
so yeah, those are my books and my website is andreapbourgeois.com. Awesome. And well, I'll put links to everything in the show okay. notes. Everybody can find that today, but thank you so much. It was great to chat with you. I'm going to go look for some towel pants to send to you soon. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. I'm going to pull it up on Google. And I'm, it's got to be on Pinterest or something. Yes. Yes. If it's not, let's make sure that that happens soon because everybody needs some towel pants in their life. They do. <laughs> I agree. Thank you so much. This has been fun. I'm Kara K. James, and you've just listened to the Asking for a Friend podcast. I hope you are inspired and encouraged by these conversations to step out of the status quo and engage in conversations that matter. You can find the show notes for this episode and subscribe at karakjames.com slash podcast. I also love connecting with you on Instagram and Facebook. I am at karak.james. You can also subscribe to my newsletter at karakjames.com slash newsletter. This podcast is meant to provide you with a safe space to work through the questions you have about yourself, the church, and the world around you. Please never hesitate to reach out to me if you need a safe place to land. Thanks for listening and keep asking questions for a friend. <laughs>